On this episode of Project Verbatim, we're going to talk about a few things that have been in the news as of late, uh, going from the situation with Jay-Z and NFL on down to more serious situations as far as these mass shootings that's been happening. So uh hope you guys uh, stick around and enjoy the show. This is Project Verbatim. What's up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Project Verbatim. I am your host, Rotten E. Uh, I've been away from the show for a while. Uh, honestly, there's no real, you know, in-depth reason as to why. It's just I, I've been kind of back and forth with myself as far as continuing the show or not. And I, I pretty much have... Uh, been focusing on other stuff more so than the show, but um, I'm going to try to get back into the flow of things as far as putting more content out on, on the show. Just kind of change pace a little bit. Um, so with that being said, uh, I, I'm just going to jump right into something that's been in the news making headlines as of late. Uh, a couple things actually, but the first thing I'm going to start with is probably the lighter of the two situations. Um, there's been uh, a partnership struck up between uh, Jay-Z's company, uh, Rock Nation, and the NFL as far as uh, entertainment goes. Now, on paper, that seems like a great idea. It looks good, you know. But the issue with all of this has been um, Jay-Z has uh, spoken out against the the NFL in regards to uh, booking him as entertainment and his stance on uh, social injustice that has been taking place over the past few years and NFL players using their platform as a means to uh, stand against uh, police brutality. Uh, one player, namely being Colin Kaepernick, which uh, has been a dog fight to say the least um uh, i'm not sure where his current employment status is but uh for last time i checked he he's not he hasn't been signed by any uh franchise to to be the starting quarterback or backup quarterback or whatever the case may be but um everyone has pretty much uh attempted to shun jay-z for first speaking out against uh, the NFL for this issue and also speaking out against the NFL on uh, one of his songs and specifically he referred he referred to the NFL in a manner of which saying uh, he doesn't need the NFL, the NFL needs him for entertainment purposes and that's where people are kind of having this, this, this back and forth tug of him being a uh, uh, quote-unquote Uncle Tom or uh, wanting to get the money. My thing is this. Jay-Z, for as long as I've been aware of his work, this man has his hands in so many different pots as far as finances go. It's like the NFL money is probably nothing to him. So... I'm I'm looking at this from 
open eyes. I'm, I'm looking at things from both angles, from the people who don't agree with this move to the few people that actually do agree with this move. Now, I've watched the entire interview, and I don't understand how anybody could come away from watching that entire interview with the wrong notion of what it is that he's trying to do. I don't understand that because you had him sitting at a, a round table with uh, Roger Goodell, just about every news or uh, journalist that you could think of that has a pretty solid following. I, I really don't understand how anybody could could get this message wrong. And what I basically took from this is we understand the the issues that are going on in, in the black community as far as police brutality and the stance that the NFL players have taken to bring light to the situation. Now, if you stop that right there, you could you you could see reason as to why this would be an issue. But if you were like some people who actually listened to the entire interview, you would know that what he's saying is this is the opportunity for him to be able to spearhead any social injustice issues that may come up. He's directly tying himself to that as far as saying, okay, well, we understand why you guys were protesting on the field during the national anthem. Now, let's take the next step to make sure that your rights are protected. Uh, the NFL doesn't walk away or shy away from this issue or try to turn a blind eye to it. This is one of the, the small benefits of having him and his company sign onto this. Now, from the social injustice side, that's what it is. Now, there's another side to this as well. Um, I think this is a great opportunity for the NFL to be more enlightened on uh, the black music industry, be it hip hop, R&B or whatever the case may be. Um, because if if you have paid any attention to the NFL and you've watched uh, Super Bowl games and Thanksgiving Day games and any any event that's big enough to have a halftime performance, it's not really a lot of them that are willing to do the NFL performances based off of, as of late, these are social, you know, these social issues. I mean, a lot of, you know, black artists just don't want to be supportive of the NFL in that kind of way if they don't agree with, you know, the way things have turned out. Um, there have been boycotts for music entertainment to not do the NFL, you know, for these various reasons. And I believe that, you know, him and his team signing on could be a potentially good thing because now, you know, he's... He's always been pretty much proactive in the community as far as, you know, helping families pay for legal teams for, you know, certain things that may go on. Um, he's had his hand in paying for education for the youth. Uh, he, he's been pretty, you know, proactive and he's never really been shy about that. And he hasn't really been one to 
you know, gloat about that, which is one of the things I admire most. He's not in it for recognition. He's not doing it to be put in someone's um, news feed. He's not doing it for any of those reasons. And again, that's one of the things I admire most is because he's not looking for any clout. Like if you didn't know, like if no one reported it at all, you wouldn't even know he was involved. And I believe that's the stance he's going to continue to take with the NFL. You're not really going to hear his name too much. And the only reason that everyone knows about it now is because they had a press conference about it. And I, I will guarantee you probably 80% of the people who heard about it didn't even watch the entire press conference. I guarantee it. Because if they did, they would, there would be no way that you could have anything negative to say about what it is that you know him and the NFL are trying to partner up to do. They're, they're trying to spearhead certain things, uh, education, uh, music, entertainment, uh, social justice issues, all of these things that they are basically going to have cooperation from both sides with. And before that, there weren't there, there weren't two sides to it. It was what we think about the NFL and what the NFL decided to do about it. There wasn't no outside influence had going to Rogers saying, hey. We need to we need to figure out what we can do as far as improving these uh these situations and 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 how can we make it better? Whereas everyone feels as though they were heard, uh, action was taken, and, and how do we move on from this? Because I I I mean I'm kind of at a point now is like, okay, we understand what Colin Kaepernick did. You know he brought he brought light to this issue that he felt as though needed, you know, to be brought up. He did that. There were a few other players who joined in with his uh his protest. Um, even down to that, it was so easy for media to spin what it is that he was trying to do into something that had nothing to do with the situation. Now I don't know if these people were doing this on purpose just to uh make him look like a an ungrateful athlete. I've heard people say, well, he's making all the, these millions of dollars. Why would he even do anything like this? I mean, he should just be a ball player. That's easy for you to say if you don't physically or mentally feel distraught or hurt by the things that you see in the news every single day. And, and to give a better example, imagine you coming outside of your house at seven o'clock in the morning and every single day there there's three or four random people just camping on your lawn that's so it hits so close to home for you that you're gonna say something not that you're trying to be uh rude or 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 anything like that but these people have moved into a space that you did not authorize so constantly, it's a problem. And this happened to you every single day. That's going to be an issue to you. So why wouldn't you bring notice to the, to the, to the problem at hand? I, I don't understand that. And, and it's, it's kind of the same thing. It, this, this was such a big issue for him. He felt as though, okay, it's time for me to say something. And lo and behold... He did, which is why we're at this point now. If the Colin Kaepernick situation didn't happen, I guarantee you no one has anything to say about Jay-Z joining partnerships with the NFL. 
unfortunately, it's just one of those things where people are just going to have to wait and see what changes are brought about. Because as of right now, you can't please everybody. I think he knows that. I think the NFL knows that at this point. And the only thing that's left to do is to take action. Once people start to see action, they're, they're more inclined to back off a little bit as far as, you know, having these issues with all that. And it, it won't happen until, you know, they start to see these changes. But, you know, for their sake, I, I hope that this, you know, is a, a a good thing and they don't end up turning into some type of cash cow and both ends are just trying to benefit off of it. So, but with that being said, I mean, I don't think, I don't think nothing bad could come of it. So, but else, but, uh, moving on, um, uh, recently there were a couple events that happened. Um, again, that made headline news, uh, more, more serious of a situation. Um, uh, there was a, uh, a mass shooting that occurred in a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas, um, on August 3rd, uh, 2019, a gunman, a gunman, he shot and killed, uh, 22 people and injured 24. Um, the FBI, you know, they're investigating the shooting as basically a domestic terrorism and, and it's very possibly a hate crime. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Um, I, for the life of me, don't understand how these people who do these kinds of shootings could justify in their minds, their reasons for killing dozens of innocent people I, I i don't understand that i there's not a good enough explanation as to why you need to kill innocent people people whom you've never met before people who you've probably have have never come into direct contact with and this incident this was a a young guy i, I believe um uh, I want to say he, he was he was like in his early 20s, 2021, somewhere in that. Um, I'm not even going to dignify this guy by even saying his name. But um, I believe he was a, a, a white, um, a white male. And he he didn't kill himself. No one killed him. He was arrested after, you know, the shooting took place. And um, he was charged with capital murder, I believe. Um, he called himself a, a white nationalist who was against uh, immigration. And he felt as though that American jobs were being taken by these, uh, quote unquote, illegal immigrants. And he felt as though he should have taken it upon himself to rid Texas of this problem. Now, um I, that is just absolutely absurd to me because at the age of 21, uh, many would argue that you're still not fully, you're not really a fully realized person. You, I mean, this is just the point where you've become an adult and you're trying to figure out your place in the world and what it is that you really want out of life. Um, for most people, this is, you know, you, you're, in college or you're finishing college and you're just moving into getting your first real job to make a real income. So I, I'm just, I just want to know what happened in this man's life, this young guy's life where he felt though, felt as though this was such a big problem to his 
existence that he just decided, okay, I'm going to kill X amount of people to prove to America that this needs to happen in order for us to thrive as a country. That is absurd. I don't understand it. I come from a, a neighborhood where there's constantly killings. There's some type of crime being committed just about every hour. But never that I'm aware of, and I live in Baltimore City, they have never been a situation where anyone of any color has done a mass shooting. Now, the chances of that actually happening here is probably slim to none, given the fact that this city is, is highly controlled by uh, the sale of drugs, uh, weapons. Um, it, we, we have a pretty big presence for law enforcement, but nine times out of ten, by the time something like that were to happen... It had probably been too late. Um, and not to say that this is a situation that could have been avoided because as a police department or any armed force, how do you prepare for something like that? Like, how do you see the warning signs for something like that? There used to be a time where our country would only have to worry about threats from outside of the country. Not too long ago, America was worried about uh, weapons that South Korea may have, nuclear weapons. What are the Russians doing? You know, things like that. And I think we were more okay with dealing with those threats because they weren't right in our backyard. And we we live behind the, the fence of knowing that we have an armed force that could could terminate that as being an issue. We all are secure in knowing that. Now, I've never been one for having weapons. I've never been. I was. I. I won't say I was pro or anti-gun law, because I don't really know where I stand with that. On one hand, sure, we all should be protected. We should all should feel like we have the means of protecting our family. But then on the other hand. There's the side where if anyone can get a weapon, now you open yourself up to things like this. It's almost a catch-22 in a way. Um, on August the 4th, 2019, 10 people were killed, including the perpetrator, and 27 others were injured. Uh, 17 of the injured, 17 of the injured were shot by the gunman who was killed by the police within 32 seconds of, you know, the first shots being fired. Um, two hours before the attack, the gunman was seen entering a bar with his siblings and a friend in downtown in the uh, Oregon district, the uh, Oregon historic district of Dayton. At about uh, 1213 a.m., he split from the two and he was recorded leaving the bar around 105 AM witnesses reported that the man opened fire in the entrance of a Ned Pepper's bar in the Oregon Historic District. He was carrying a firearm that included part of an Anderson Manufacturing semi-automatic AM-15, which is based on the AR-15, 
and a pistol configuration with a shortened barrel chamber and a 223 caliber ammunition and equipped with a hundred round drum magazine. He fired into the crowd, fatally shooting nine people. According to the Dayton police chief, Richard Beal, I hope I'm saying his name right. 20, 20 seconds after the shooting began, law enforcement officers were already on the scene engaged with the gunman. Within 32 seconds after the first shots were fired, the gunman was shot dead. Local police evacuated many nearby uh, night venues and warned Dayton residents to stay away from the Oregon Historic District. That was like scarily close to the first incident that happened in El Paso. Um, news like this really, it, it, it strikes a nerve for me because again, I cannot understand why anybody would feel the need to do something like this. Like how unstable are you mentally that you have to go out and kill innocent people who are just trying to live their lives. Like what gives you the authority to play God in a sense and take people's lives? That is ridiculous. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I've been through a whole lot in my life. From being taken out of schools, dealing with the issue of my parents having substance abuse problems, um, me being around a, a different group of people just about every night, me struggling with learning, uh, I, th there's been a, a lot of stuff that's that's going on. Me uh, dealing with sexual assaults, which as of recently, I have not brought up to literally anyone as of recently because it got to a point where, you know, I, I just felt like a lot of stuff needed to be to lead to be let go. And, and that required me talking about things. But even after going through all of that, I have never not once felt like I wanted to kill somebody, kill myself for that matter, or just felt like there was there was no other options. This is out of this world to me. And the fact that it keeps happening in the United States, which is around the world is known to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest country in the world to live in. A lot of people who aren't from here, who are looking for better lives, they go through hell and high water to try to make it here to be able to provide that for themselves and their families. And then you have to turn on the news and see this. Me personally, if I was from the outside looking in, that would that would cause enough pause for me to say, well, wait a minute. Do we really want to go here? And I've been an American citizen my entire life. And seeing this, it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing because I have to put myself in a position of this is how we look to the rest of the world. And as crazy as it may sound. 
we all pretty much are affected by this because now there's going to be this because there was already a constant struggle back and forth between gun laws should we be allowed to have firearms shouldn't we be allowed to have firearms who gets to regulate that what 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 boundaries do we set to prevent things like that from happening there's there's no answer to that because things like this again you can't prepare for them there's no warning signs for them i don't know what the mental mind state of these people were but clearly when it comes to gun laws mental stability should be high on that list of who should be allowed to legally purchase a firearm and who shouldn't be. You have war veterans who go into war perfectly sane. They sustain injury then they come home damaged. I don't wish that on anyone that that want to serve and and protect these United States. These people fight entirely too hard to come home and then have to look, turn on their TV or radio and hear this happen while they're away fighting to keep us safe. It almost looks like to them while they're away, who's keeping us safe from the inside. That to me is the weirdest part of all this, because while they're away doing their duty, you have citizens here who decides I'm going to go kill a bunch of people today. And the most scary part about it, they don't care who they hurt. Women, children, elderly, it doesn't matter to them. Some of these may be hate crimes where they target a certain demographic. Some of them could be just completely random to the point where as though if you're moving, you can get shot. There's been killings in elementary schools, churches, movie theaters, public uh, concerts, venues. The, 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 the spread of how many different places that this have happened, you almost feel like there's no safe haven. There's nowhere safe that you can be where you shouldn't have to fear stuff like this happening. Recently, someone was driving through uh, New York, I believe it was, on a motorcycle, and their motorcycle backfired. The people that were within uh, within the area that heard that, they instantly panicked, and they thought it was a shooting. It was wild to see, because people, obviously, people are paying attention to what's going on around them, and now this is a form of... PTSD. 
loud noises are scaring people to the point where as though they are running frantically through the streets trying to get away from whatever that may be. That's that's the world we live in now. I have two little children. I wouldn't know what to do if we were out in public and something like that were to happen. My only instinct would be protect my family. I don't care about my well-being. I just want to make sure my family's okay. And it's sad that we live in a world where this type of stuff is going on. It really is. I don't... And I don't think there's anything anyone could do to stop stuff like this from happening. I mean, this is stuff that you would only see or hear about in movies. But now it's it's like this is really happening. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really sad. Like, it really is. But on a lighter note, guys, um, I am definitely happy to be back to putting out more episodes uh for the podcast um again i'm gonna i'm gonna change the format a little bit uh i'm gonna not be so much about myself i'm pretty much just gonna cover everything that's happening in the world because i feel like we need a a pure avenue to just hear what a regular person feel about these types of situations I'm not going to be interviewing any major news uh, journalists or anything like that. I just want to give my raw feelings as to how these things affect me and what I think about them. Unfiltered, no ads, none of that. I mean, of course, you know, there's ads. It's a podcast. I want to be able to make a little bit of money off of this, too, so... But basically what I'm saying is I'm I'm definitely going to get back to, you know, putting up more episodes and, and just keeping the content flowing. I mean, it, I, it's, it's, it's long overdue. I, I, I have to do this more often. So with that being said, I want to really thank you guys for sticking around, tuning into another episode of Project Verbatim. I will be back again next week with another episode. So I hope to see you guys there. Peace. What's up, y'all? I just want to be sure that everybody follow us on Twitter at Verbatim Audio 88, on Facebook at Verbatim Pod, and on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash Verbatim Audio 88. And just so that you guys can stay up on the latest content and episodes that we release, uh, we're, we're trying to get everybody to uh, please like the show, follow us. Uh, the show will be nothing without a solid fan base following. So if you guys can make that happen for us, I promise you we're going to keep the content rolling to help you get through your day. Thanks. Peace. Thank you for listening to my dad's show.